I what I didn't realize is that I actually had the skills that were needed to be an entrepreneur, and that was just、uh, magnified by you know my my whole experience as being a mother. If a woman who becomes a mother chooses to create her own business, I guess it's time we change those narratives because the ability to raise the next generation and build your own company. Needs to be celebrated as a legitimate career and lifestyle choice. Welcome to Mangtas Nation Season Two. This season is all about tech of the future. We'll be sharing real-world experiences and featuring astounding guests to help guide you in your tech journey. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Hello, everyone. This is Jackie Demank, together with Wow to the Bare, and welcome to the Mangtas Nation podcast, where we bring you the most inspiring and insightful tech stories from around the world. Now, in celebration of Mother's Day, we're thrilled to have two exceptional moms joining us today. Now, our first guest is a visionary in community building with technological backing. She's a skilled mother, founder, who has won the Female Entrepreneur of the Year APAC Award in 2021. Her diverse skill set in technical software development and community building makes her an inspiration for aspiring entrepreneurs, especially the moms, <laughs> and tech enthusiasts, and those interested in community building. Listeners, please welcome the founder of Meet Moms, Ekta Tejwani. Thank you so yeah, much, Jackie and Mocha. Such a pleasure to be here and share this space with you, especially on the occasion of International Mothers' Day. Thank you. Thank you, Ekta. But that's not all. Today we have another very special guest who has dedicated her career to bringing stories to life. She is a ten-year veteran of broadcast production and has become skilled in content teams. Client management and the oversight of multiple productions. She's also, of course, a mother founder who excels in crafting captivating narratives that inspire people to see the world in new and exciting ways. Listeners, please join us too in welcoming the founder of Campfire Crates, Camille Failona. Hey, Camille!、Hi. Welcome to the show too. Hi! Thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. <laughs> Now, before anything else, we would just like to wish both of you happy Mother's Day, and、um, especially to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's、and、Day to you as well, Jackie. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and of course to your wife as well, Walter.、Yeah. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Now,、um, well, let's、um, just start by. You know, I'm sure our listeners, and we have so、uh, so much to talk about, and it seems、uh, so little time. But let's start with、uh, the very basic. And you both maybe starting.、Uh, well, cho- choose who will start. But can you tell us a bit about yourselves and your background, please? Sure. 
Um, so I'll, I'll start. I'll, I'll take the bait. Sure, uh, <laughs> so I've been in uh, Singapore for the last two years. And uh, before this, I uh, was in Hong Kong and moved in there as a trailing uh, spouse. Had both my kids there as well as both my tech startups, uh, you know, um, launched uh, in Hong Kong. And um, before this was all my education and uh, my work experience back in India, working as um, a software programmer, like based on my education of being a Bachelor of Technology uh, in Computer Science. Uh, my experiences in the uh, programming languages, um, as well as like software development and you know, database uh, architecture and structures. And I've been in this space uh, and in love with the space uh, for almost 17 years now. So uh, technology is something that calls to me and I've always been very inspired by uh, you know, things that it can solve. So yeah, that's a bit about me. Yeah, over to you, Camille. Uh, okay, so like Ekta, I also live in Singapore. Um, I've been here for the last 20 years. Um, so before um, my, uh, my pivot into entrepreneurship, I was working in the broadcasting industry. So I was a writer, director, and producer for factual content, and I've worked with um, Discovery Channel, uh, History Channel, Channel News Asia, and eventually I was an executive producer for National Geographic. Um, so from there, I you know, um, moved on to being a mother and then pivoted into um, being an entrepreneur. Super. So, um, well, uh, you know, Ekta, you have a, a, a tech background, and Camille, you have a, more of a production background. But what brought the two of you together, in fact? Where did the, the crossroads, where, where did your crossroads um, come together? <laughs> <laughs> Camille, you want to start there? Um, so, I think, uh, so Ekta and I uh, actually met each other when we were both living in Hong Kong. Um, so we have kids who are about the same age and we kind of were going around the same circles and our kids were in the same school. Um, and then we realized that both of us were also working on our own businesses. And we kind of, you know, we're, we're, we were mixing together here and there. And then we um, moved to, to Singapore where we were working on our individual businesses. And it seems like fate-wise, you know. What a nice were, coincidence. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> Um, Fate-wise, there were some things that she needed to work on for her business and some things that I needed to work on for her business. And then we just kind of found that, okay, maybe there's something that we can um, work on together here. Um, so I, I had come from a background where I built my business through an accelerator program um, called Founder Institute. So it was a pre-seed accelerator program where they were able to give me the basics of how to build my business. And in, in going through that program, I realized that this was really great in building that business, but it wasn't so great in helping me work out the balance that I needed in order to build a business while also catering to my first business, which is motherhood. Um, so, in, in, and, you know, I, I was coming from that, from that background of, you know, there weren't a lot of resources out there. Um, for women entrepreneurs, especially mother entrepreneurs, to be able to build their businesses and, and build their networks that work with the flexibility that we needed as mothers. And um, so that was kind of one of the reasons why I had reached out to Ekta and said, okay, maybe there's a way that we can work with your community 
and maybe what your knowledge as well in building your own startups and how we can cater to this community of mother entrepreneurs. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's so interesting to, you know, uh, when we actually met, because for the last four years, I was building Meet Moms, which was actually a networking based community building platform uh, through events and having the networks of mothers, whether these were mothers uh, running their own small startups, offering their own services or actually the users of, you know, those particular products and services. And it felt like while running through four years of this all alone, um, it is an, you know, a lonely experience and then moving countries. the space, uh, and I myself went through an accelerator as well, and you know how uh, as a growth-led startup accelerator, you realize that the pie is in a way a bit different. And the challenges and the solutions that we were actually looking for or uh, that catered to our particular audience, uh, it just felt that, you know, um, there's a set standard, a set notion of how things are supposed to look and feel. What does success mean? What does, how does a startup need to be? You know, what are the parameters you need to look at? Whereas businesses that were started by mothers or were catering to mothers, uh, in a way had it needed some different definitions that would work as, you know, Camille rightly said, in balancing the tribe as we see us as the mother, the founder and the self. Uh, so I guess as individuals of, uh, when mothers run businesses, um, the domains, the definitions are a little different than the set definitions we usually are uh, set to, you know, we are tuned in to that's how a startup needs to look like. And I guess the similar vision, the similar purpose, and the similar need to create a space where these mothers are not just supported, these mothers are not just celebrated, but there is a talking point of changing narratives that led to the start of what we call as the mother-founder moment. In a sense that if a woman who becomes a mother chooses to, you know, uh, step away from the work and creates her own business, whether it's a blog, whether it is a passion project, whether it is a side hustle, I guess it's time we change those narratives because the ability to raise the next generation and build your own company, I guess, needs to be celebrated as a legitimate career and lifestyle choice. Um, Right now, it's in a way also uh, looked down upon at times. um, And I guess that is what we are looking to change. Whoa, inspiring. Should we just mic drop and stop, Jackie? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, I would love to ask so many questions uh, on on everything you just said, including the definitions and how they differ, right? I'd love to really get to the bottom of that, right? Um, The crux of what you're solving. But before we do that, I'm, I'm very interested to go a bit deeper into the origin story. And, and you mentioned you did another startup before that in Hong Kong. And Camille, you're also working on something. Could we go through that as well? Could we understand it a little bit, what that was all about and how that went? Sure. Um, Camille, you want to go ahead? Um, sure. So, uh, so my business is Campfire Crates. And, and we create multicultural content for um, kids who are growing up outside of their home country. Um, so the, the way this started was I was pregnant with my first child. 
and I'm Filipino, I'm married to an American, and at that time we were living in Hong Kong. So I knew that I was going to be raising him outside of the Philippines. And I wanted to make sure that he was going to grow up connected to his roots. So I went in search of resources. You know, what are the books out there? What are the videos out there? And I realized there wasn't actually a lot of them out there. And not a lot of them were really great content. And they were all over the place. There was just not one central location for it. And I thought, well, you know, I've had all of these years creating content. You know, why don't I give this a go? Why don't I give this a try and, and make it myself? And that was pretty much where camp, the idea of Campfire Crates started. And when we, when I, when I first started, we were a very um, uh, hands-on business. So we started, uh, our first product were subscription boxes. And um, we, we gave that a go. It was great. It was a Filipino, it was a box about Filipino Christmas. And, you know, we shipped uh, uh, like over 100 boxes all over the world. And then um, the year 2020 arrived. And we know what happened uh -huh. in 2020. It was the pandemic. And everything in terms of logistics, of, of being able to ship around the world, shut down or got very, very expensive. And I got to a point where I realized that this was not going to work out for somebody who was just doing all of this by myself. And that was when I had to pivot the business. And I realized that, thankfully, it was also happening at a time where Canva existed and then Amazon existed. And I was able to take you know, these tech solutions and pivot my content platform into creating self-published activity books. Um, so we now produce activity books and are able to deliver it to Filipino uh, communities all over the world in a way that had automated the, the two biggest problems that I had as a small business, which was logistics and production. Um, so you know, that was that's pretty much the origin story of um, Campfire Crates and where we are now. And Super. Hey, so so on, on that topic, uh, one thing just came to mind, Jackie. So there's a good friend we both have. Sorry, little side topic. Um, <laughs> Ramon Del Prado, uh, together with his wife, they're building this fantastic set of cartoons uh, called Miming and Friends. I don't know if you heard of them. Um, so basically, they're from our hometown, Dumaguete, and it's all about uh, basically some characters and all very Pinoy, right? So it's, 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 you'll have like your Halo Halo, and you'll have your Pinoy songs, your abacadas, and all that. You should check it it's out. A YouTube um, channel. It's a YouTube channel now, and then uh, we'll, we'll include it. <laughs> He'll be yeah, happy we, we talked about him. <laughs> you should check it out. It would have been great. Uh, maybe f maybe for your kids as well. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, like, I mean, that's a great thing in the last four years, too. And I think like, there, there's a lot more um, emphasis in, uh, for, for people to be able to produce um, content from, for, for their own cultures these days. Fantastic. And, uh, well... Just out of curiosity, Camille, having worked with big companies like this, the Discovery Channel or National Geographic, did it make the coming up with content for your for your startup much easier, or was it a diff an still challenging considering that it was another another like industry, like the chi chi children's industry, as opposed to the the travel sector or I think that well the biggest challenge was working um, on a different format 
So that was video and we were, you know, you worked with teams. So when you create your content, you have your camera crew, you have your editing crew, and then you have a whole uh, staff working together with you to create your vision. Um, for this, it's pretty much all me. So I, I have to come up with the text. I have to come up with the visuals. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a challenge. Partner up with Canva. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you to Canva, uh, sorry, uh, who, who amazingly have incredible Philippine content on their, on their um, site, which is amazing. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it was just like just learning the discipline of a different delivery platform for the content mm. is the hardest. And one of my partners for content uh, for Campfire Crates is um, uh, is a PhD in child development. So what what we do so Perfect. he helped a lot in terms of okay, it's not just about writing this, but writing it in a way that's also engaging for the kids. Awesome. Now, Ekta, uh, let's go to your your story when uh, for meet meet moms. Yeah. How did that uh, came to be? Um, come to be? So actually, it uh, started off uh, with, um, as I just said, my first startup called Lazy Suitcase, which was also a tech startup, uh, wherein the algorithm allowed a person at a click of a button to create a day-by-day, hour-by-hour itinerary, as well as it would get like the uh, recommendations of the restaurants around and depending on how you're traveling as a family as a couple with elderly parents it could actually choose those locations and the algorithm of it was designed by me and part of it was also coded by me and um, unfortunately that business uh, did uh, close down in operations but the, ex- the users were too lazy <laughs> No, I guess uh, the uh, we had good traction. I must say it was it was a good experience, uh, um, but for whatever reasons, uh, the experience of creating uh, customized solutions that you could understand and uh, you know by the surveys and the problems and the concerns of your actual customers and the ability to use technology to you know, work around your own customized solutions was such a big thrill that when it did close down, uh, I was actually looking out and scouting for operation, uh, like, you know, options or what should I do next? Um, Was it to get back to work? Was it to actually, you know, do something else as well, explore more? Um, And I did, uh, you know, try a couple of uh, workshops, a couple of, uh, you know, job profiles, and somewhere down the line is where in uh, at that point in time, I actually had my son uh, who was about a year old and trying to figure out playdates for him in a country like Hong Kong, where, you know, um, it's a melting pot of cultures. Everyone wants to meet each other. Uh, it somehow just was a bit difficult. And obviously, there are a lot of social groups. There were a lot of groups where you could mm-hmm. reach out to. But the ability for me on one river, like on one rainy day where I could not fix in anything, the ability to just use my phone, use technology and find someone for my child to play with where I find like-mindedness, it's close to my home, it's safe, it's secure. I don't have to do too much ice-breaking conversations and it's more like you just yeah. match. I guess these were the thoughts. Like Tinder that- for moms. 
collecting there for moms. And that's exactly what I used initially as the description, you know, to roll eyeballs. Um, to create a safe, secure platform that would allow mothers, especially in the early years, to connect with each other. Because the social needs, like, you know, um, it's like you have so many prenatal visits with the doctor and then you give birth and you have one postnatal visit and it's like, bye-bye, see you next time. The support that is needed after the delivery, after the postpartum phase, during the postpartum phase, even up till now, I guess that is so not looked upon. Of course, there is a need for the medical needs. Um, those are important. There is a need for the uh, emotional needs. But there are also needs in terms of the social needs because the moment as a mother you find like-mindedness in the connections you make, it kind of gives you the hope to... Uh, survive the day but you know yeah. you could do it and I think the use of technology uh, which you know somehow I could never do anything else but it has always been technology for me uh, the use of technology to create a solution that works for mothers uh, and solves the problems of the mothers is what kind of created the start of Meet Mom because I come from a very big family and living an expat life away from, you know, your own family support, uh, you are looking yeah. for friends like family, if you may say so. You are looking for trusted experts. You are looking for... You're people. looking for a village to, for your kid. For village. Exactly. And I guess uh, the challenges of motherhood and the challenges of entrepreneurship, like through the first segment, I guess they have such overlapping feels to it um, uh, but in my experience uh, Meet Moms started with the need of creating a social platform an event-based platform where mothers could network and as Camille said uh, 2020 happened uh, you know things uh, networking was a no-go especially networking amongst young mothers uh, was a no-go because of, you know, safety and health reasons. Yeah. And that is the point in time when uh, Meet Moms also was in a way going through a pivot as to what is the next step? What are the next things that we can focus on if it is not uh, networking? We did move online and then during the space we were actually also catering to a lot of uh, mothers who were running their own businesses or uh, mothers or, you know, or businesses who were catering to mothers. And creating that ecosystem and understanding the challenges and meeting Camille through this is wherein there was a deeper purpose to not just create a platform, but a space which allows, supports, and shines the light in a way on the journeys and, you know, the uh, the. Like you're sharing our spotlight right now, you're sharing our story right now. And I believe there is so much strength in storytelling that the inspiration one can derive from the stories of so many mothers out there, from the inspiration and the learnings and the upskilling that one can derive, I guess it's a gold mine. And I guess that's where we realize that being vulnerable with what our challenges are and the ability to create a space, a safe space uh, for storytelling, uh, kind of started building the pillars of the mother founder movement. 
and that's the strength of communities right to find like-minded individuals people who share the same thing but in this particular community it so happens to be mothers and it's only it takes a mother to know a mother <laughs> what you're dealing with and it's a it's a great it's a great concept that for mothers you're you feel safe and comfortable sharing your story and not feel judged because you feel a bit tired or a bit weak or just have some milestone that you would like to share. But the, when it comes to, let's talk about your community uh, that the two of you are creating. So let's uh, tell, tell our listeners, uh, Ekta and Camille, a little bit more about that community and how they can be, be part of it. Uh, our community primarily, um, like, you know, using our strengths that we have as individuals and as well as our experiences in running those businesses, uh, our focus in the community is to support uh, entrepreneurial mothers, whether these are mothers who are at crossroads and thinking, ah, should I start my own business, but I don't know where to start, I don't know where to get the support, I don't know, and you know, only search engines or AI are the solutions these days for them. Uh, but also mothers who are in the early years of their businesses and are looking for connections and collaborations and um, and hopefully sometime, you know, growth-led as well. Uh, but primarily focusing on the uh, needs of creating a space that allow these uh, mothers from different walks of life, whether it is product-based businesses, service-based businesses, use of technology, or actually home-based businesses. Uh, we want to utilize our strengths in technology, in processes and structures, to create a space that allows mothers to save time, to become have that flexibility to create processes so they can actually spend time doing what they also most of the times love most is like being with their kids uh, uh, and I say most is because you Actually, know we have uh, time to have, have time, time to, to do that as well and I think um, over the years um, both Camille and I have so strongly come into the belief that you know we have these strict roles that we have and we want to create boundaries in these roles uh, whether we are working as a mother whether we are working towards our businesses as a founder or we are working on ourselves, which is also important. And women, when they become mothers, lose track of that self, you know, slow and slow. It mostly becomes your mothering needs, your work needs, whether it's your business or whether it is, you know. And in that process is you kind of keep stepping back on your self needs. And it is so important uh, as women as mothers, that we kind of create that balance in it. So for us, our primary goal in a community uh, for mothers-based businesses are entrepreneurial mothers, as well as creating solutions or offering solutions, opportunities of connections, collaborations, and helping them grow through the worldwide community that we have. The, ab the ability to tap in and tap out and not feel the hustle that oh my God, I'm going to miss it, not feel the FOMO that, oh, I'm going to fear of miss out because there's anyways a lot of hustling happening. So what we are trying to create is a space that, yes, we do grow. And, you know, that's that's what um, uh, I think uh, Camille would like to shine a light upon that on, you know, the narratives of 
what small businesses, you know, that they don't have goals. And I, I would love for you to jump in, Camille. Well, I, I think what, what, one of the things that we wanted to create in this community is a safe space. I think um, like a lot of, uh, I think entrepreneurs or women entrepreneurs, when, when they walk into a room of say investors, or even if it's just your friends and family, it's, it's when you when you present your business, it's usually a business that is a gap that, that you have seen as a mother. And if they're not a mother or they're not, you know, in that space, they, they won't they won't understand. So it was like, you know, why are you creating Filipino content, right? If you're not a mother who's raising a child outside of the Philippines, or why are you doing something for um, infertility, or why are you building a business around breast pumps or things like that? So I think what we want to be able to do is 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 bring that ecosystem of mothers who are building businesses for the gaps that they see in the market for the mothers who would need that. Um, so like, I think you, you mentioned it earlier on is that it takes a mother to know a mother. And I think it takes a mother to, to see what you need. And, and for, for us, it's, it's, it's also building a space for, um, for mothers who may have had career breaks, who have had maybe moved away from, from that and really having that self-esteem that, that kind of like, you know, do I still have what it takes to present myself into this kind of business in this society? Because I think there's, there's, there's a narrative around how when you're in this business space, when you're in this entrepreneurship space, you have to be like the, the sweatshirt, not sleeping for three days kind of, you know, kind of personality. Um, and, you know, as mothers, we're like, yes, we kind of walk around in athletic wear and not sleep for three days, but, you know, usually for a different reason, you know, building children <laughs> versus building a business. It's not for show. No, exactly. Right. Um, but, but yeah, but like you, 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 you kind of have that lack of confidence. But so what we're hoping to do is that, look, we're, 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 we're a place where you can pursue your passion. It's okay for you to try. It's a place for you to, to, to grow yourself outside of the home. Yeah. Understood. Uh, and, and I do have some questions around, let's say, the business and, and, and how you execute on it, right? So um, what is your secret sauce? What's your differentiator? Is it the community? Uh, is, it the, is there something beyond the community? Is there like some tech supporting it? Like I would love to understand a little bit more about what sets you apart from other um, businesses that are attempting to do the same. Well, thank, thanks for thanks for asking that, Walter. I think uh, that really helps us uh, to you know highlight on what is it that we are looking to build on. Yes, there are many many platforms that do support uh, you know men uh, women in business as, or men in business, and also support a lot of female you know led businesses. Uh, our focus uh, through the mother founder moment in supporting the businesses is to utilize our technical knowledge and create um, technical solutions that not just help these mothers, uh, you know, put into their processes uh, things that can help them save time, as I said earlier. Uh, understanding the needs of, uh, you know, these homegrown businesses and why they started, they did not start this business to spend 18 hours a day on the business. They started this business to get financial independence and the flexibility that they need. Uh, to ensure these two particular things, it's important that there is a way of creating not just 
connections, collaborations, but a way to create automations, a way to create using technology and the different tools that we have in the market, uh, in a way, you know, put into their own systems. Uh, so they lead a balance in life. So I guess when you say uh, how different we are, yes, we work uh, with connections. Yes, we provide collaborations like, you know, all networking groups do. What we provide is a space where we understand the challenges as a mother being in the same uh, two feet, in the same two shoes, and create solutions that work for you as a mother. So our focus primarily is to, um, though we are an inclusive community, we do have members who are not mothers, but it's more about creating solutions that work for you. So I guess that's where we are. Nice. And um, well, when it comes to, you know, it's always interesting to hear about the early days of your startup uh, and you mentioned also earlier, Ekta, about the, the challenges, and I, I'm pretty sure they're different from the challenges of normal um, a normal startup, or let's say the challenges that mothers face when launching startups. What uh, do you think in particular, uh, what, what would be those challenges? And especially for mothers, I'm sure they would like to know how you overcame them. Um, Hector Camille can. Well, I mean, I think we're still trying to overcome them. Really. I think with, with anything um, as it is with motherhood and entrepreneurship, it's all about solving problems. And, you know, every day is, is a new problem for either motherhood or, or um, entrepreneurship with, with our own businesses. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's really having a very strong support system. And part of that is, is being part of that community. And I think from what we've built, it's, it's, it's been this really amazing pool of talent that not only is it about resources of what they're doing now, but it, but it could also be resources for um, things that they used to do before they entered motherhood or before they entered entrepreneurship. So you know, we've got lots of people in our, in our community who were in marketing previously or in HR previously or were lawyers previously. Um, I mean, I guess they still are, but you know, not practicing. But they, they have those um, that those kinds of um, skills, uh, yeah, backing them. That has become their side hustle. I mean, they're focused on <laughs> pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I would like would like to add to that as well is that because, like you know, um, what happens is that you know across motherhood and entrepreneurship, there's always challenges, and life always throws a curveball, you know, towards you. But the uh, ability and the excitement of overcoming those challenges, uh, you know, reaching a milestone, doing an achievement, whether it's motherhood or entrepreneurship, I guess that's what kind of keeps uh, women going because they see the work that they do, whether it's paid or unpaid, the uh, time that they're investing and the energy that they're investing is actually creating a milestone, whether it's in the little one or it's whether it's in their business. So I guess the work that women do is definitely also a lot driven by the impact it creates. So I guess as small startups, uh, big startups, um, you know, growth-led, profit-led, uh, whatever startups, 
I guess uh, the impact that is created in the work that you do definitely drives the energy to wake up next morning, whether it's been a good day, bad day before, and keep going and, you know, keep achieving to whatever your vision is. Nice. And knowing that you're helping others or either making a difference. Now, speaking of uh, making a difference, in, in your opinion and in your experience, what do you think can, like, can companies, individual companies or startups do to make mothers feel more supported in the workforce or to make uh, things in the company more family-friendly? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked this question because um, through so many conversations it's happened and, you know, through articles you read and see how the trends are going, especially in the tech industry for uh, women as well, whether it's leadership roles or, you know, internship roles or entry-level roles, that pre-pandemic and post-pandemic are not similar times. Things have changed, mindsets have changed, priorities have changed, and processes need to be changed. The same reforms that were used pre-pandemic cannot have the same benefit or impact in the current systems because, as I said, like, you know, in whether you're working in a business, whether you're working in a startup, whether you're working in big organizations, uh, then understanding the needs of your employees or your team members and offering benefits that cater to those needs is the most primary thing. It's not about having, we have these many benefits, but are they actually benefiting, you know, your grassroots level employees? I think understanding that, and especially when it comes to mothers, I guess flexibility um, and, you know, having meetings or having, uh, you know, moving around meetings, uh, understanding those processes, I guess uh, that is another thing that, you know, uh, companies can definitely look on. What we are also focusing, uh, you know, through our setup is the ability to have skill share, upskilling and sponsorships in a way wherein you can uh, lay the ground for the future generations. You can kind of, you know, have women uh, be ready for mentorship, uh, women be uh, approachable for uh, mentorship. And I guess creating on these uh, certain segments, whether it is your benefits, whether it's like simple things like, you know, meeting timings or scheduling around them, the flexibility. Uh, I guess it's time that companies also understand that it's okay to humanize, you know, the vulnerability and the storytelling within the companies because uh, it's not the same mindsets, uh, especially in our community of Meet Moms where we uh, speak to many mothers who are in working in corporate organizations. Uh, reforms have been made, but there is a long way to go. Nice. Um, well, yeah, I think what you what you do is really, really great, Ekta and Camille. Especially, I also I think for mothers who, like you, have moved to from have been moving from one country to another. As, a, as somebody new to a country, most of the people there, most of the communities have already established their own friendships, their communities through years of just being together. But for somebody new, you just, you're looking for connections that is difficult to find and you're making it very easy 
to to make these connections, especially with people that have are in the same situation as you do. So it's just I guess thanks it's just uh, <laughs> thanks. thanks exactly technology. Thanks. I mean, you are not any more limited to uh, in person so sitting around in a coffee shop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, the that's, park. that's amazing. That that too that's is awesome still. definitely our human connections has uh, another level of impact that it drives on you. Uh, the subtle things that you know you could not see probably over a Zoom call, but the ability to uh, take your imp- uh, take your impact or your work um, across borders uh, through people who need it in a pocket through a Zoom call um, when they need it. I guess um, that's that's the beauty of technology. Fantastic. And uh, lastly, with the, for, for women who are considering in st- starting their own businesses like you have or maybe even just joining the tech industry as mothers, what advice can you, can you offer them or even just words of encouragement? I guess I'd tell them something that I wish I heard four years ago when I was at a crossroads and trying to work out what I was going to do, um, is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't look, look the part, just give it a go. And, you know, I, what I didn't realize is that I actually had the skills that, that were needed to be an entrepreneur. And that was just uh, magnified by, you know, my, my whole experience as being a mother. And I think, um, you know, there, there are communities out there, not just ours, um, and there are a lot of resources out there. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no harm in trying and giving it a go. And you don't need to, to feel like you're 100% ready. I think uh, a lot of women fall into that trap of, well, I, I need to have... Everything has to be perfect. Yeah, everything has to be perfect. Just, you know, just try something. Just try something today. Just, you know, make, make one step. Well, I think that's, that's beautifully said. I don't think I can <laughs> say anything more. But um, I think uh, I grew up thinking of, uh, I grew up, you know, listening to two quotes um, that my parents used to, and especially my dad used to tell me, are two is dream big. And the second is trying is half the battle one. So I guess um, I would uh, give that advice to them, um, apart from what, you know, beautifully Camille put up is uh, there is a space for everyone out there. So just just um, listen to your gut and go for whatever. Whichever direction you want to do, whatever works for you, there are no set norms, no set definitions that you know you need to live by. Uh, create your own definitions. Uh, create your own meaning of success. Have your own meaning of, you know, life. So I guess that, that's what I would say to them. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that we've realized working with a lot of female entrepreneurs is that there's so many unique business ideas out there and such amazing points of view of the world and that we're just we're just hoping that more women take this up and more women really put something out there and create something out of nothing because the world would be so much richer if we could just you know have what it is that they've been keeping in their hearts because we'd be like you know we're just waiting for them to, to come out and we're, we're just hoping that we can really, you know, take, be a part of their journeys. And be the entrepreneurs that they are always meant to be. <laughs> exactly. <yeah>. Okay. 
Now, uh, well, actor and Camille, is there anything that uh, you would like to share or talk about that we haven't covered in the podcast that you would like to to share with our listeners? Or like you can tell our listeners where they can find you or how can they best reach you? Yeah, so um, as we are developing uh, our systems, uh, we are definitely very active on Instagram at the handle at uh, mother.founder, um, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, um, and also on uh, meetmoms.com slash motherfounder. That's where we host our stories and our blogs um, and shining the light on uh, these stories. Uh, we will soon uh, are hoping to you know soft launch um, our platform which builds on to these uh, connections uh, and, uh, you know, collaborations. And the, the scope is wide, uh, but as you said, um, as Camille as well said, uh, one step at a time. And, and if, you're, if you're in Singapore, we're also around. We have um, events lined up um, every month. Um, and we do have uh, weekly calls where we get together and just talk business or how are you and how are the kids kind of conversations. So um, feel free to join us for one of those. Fantastic. And we'll also make sure to include all of your social media links in the show notes below of this episode. Well, um, all right. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ekta and Camille, for taking the time to be with us today. Definitely what you do is absolutely amazing. I'm sure a lot of the moms out there would be happy to be a part of your community and you know inspired by the learnings that are exchanged and the stories um, that other moms are able to share in your communities we wish you success and happy mother's day and uh, well that's a wrap for today's episode of mangtas nation thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoy the conversation and learn something new and we promise to be back next time with another episode once again ekta camille thank you thank you thank you so much such a pleasure so once again uh, this is jackie demenk and walter delbar And stay tuned for the next episode of Mangtas Nation. Thank you for tuning in to Mangtas Nation. Mangtas, your curated marketplace for B2B outsourcing solutions. Follow our social media pages to know more about us. Sign up as a client or sign up as a vendor and be part of this global B2B marketplace. Join us at www.mangtas.com.